LA Clippers basketball is back. And even though they lost by five to the Utah Jazz in Hawaii, there were so many great signs, in my opinion, that I'm going to talk about because we back, baby, on today's Locked On. We're back in this Clipper. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with Eclipse. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Viziri, born and raised in L.A. and going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan this fall. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper, NBA, and NBA history content. And Locked On Clippers, free and available wherever you get your podcasts including YouTube, where I want you to let me know what you thought of the first preseason game, Clippers basketball, officially back in action. And in this episode, which is brought to you by Game Time, Game Time is the best place for last-minute tickets and the best deals on those tickets. So make sure you download the Game Time app today so you can snag some last-minute tickets to either playoff baseball, NBA, NHL coming up, NFL's in full bloom, It's just a great time for sports right now in October and a great time to be an NBA fan because your favorite team or your favorite league is back. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about my favorite parts of the game, what I saw, and a little bit of everything. It's just so great to be talking about a Clipper game again. And let's get right into it. So, like the Dome. The Clippers playing the Utah Jazz tonight in Hawaii. Russell Westbrook and Nicholas Batum would be rested tonight. Coach's decision, they were in street clothes. Marcus Morris out with a groin injury. Now, I don't know much about it, whether it's true or not. I suspect it is true because I don't see any point of lying at this point. Marcus Morris, get well soon. But it gave us a chance to see what's one player away from what I want to be the starting lineup this season, and that's if it's Zubats, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Terrence Mann, and Russell Westbrook. In Russell Westbrook's place on Sunday night was Bones Highland, who really impressed. I'm saving a whole segment on Bones Highland in segment two, but let's talk about my initial reaction. You already know what the Clippers are going to do with that kind of lineup. Switch one through four, although with Bones, they were a little more hesitant in the beginning. But the Jazz, by the way, with the addition of John Collins, they started John Collins, Walker Kessler, and Larry Markkinen as their front court. And John Collins was the power forward for the Atlanta Hawks the last couple of seasons, even a small ball five. And he was playing small forward in this game for Utah. So one thing to expect from the Jazz this season is even though their best player is Larry Markkinen, and I don't think they're going to even make the play-in, they have a big front court. Absolutely, and in this game, they would out-rebound the Clippers 51-42, to and a large reason is because of that big front court. So even though rebounding might be an issue with that smaller starting lineup I just suggested, the Utah Jazz in a preseason game is not, in my opinion, the way you want to gauge this. So I really liked what I saw defensively to begin the game. 
Shout out to Law Murray of the Athletic for taking this stat. But the first half, the Clipper defense had 16 points scored off of 12 Utah turnovers. They forced six steals. Utah had a 7 to 12 assist to turnover ratio. They only allowed 27% from three, four for 15, and 40.5% field goals with only 18 paint points. The one concern, seven offensive rebounds. But defensively, you saw what the Clippers could be to a degree. And let me tell you something. The effort that I saw tonight was regular season-like in that first half. And I'll tell you where I noticed a difference right away. Ty Lue, the way he was drawing on his little whiteboard with this kind of aggression. I'm, I know this sounds insane, but just the body language. And the way he was talking to Zoo and people before the game, players before the game, I was like, I don't remember seeing this kind of animation from Ty Lue throughout the regular season let alone a preseason game. So Ty Lue's been a guy in this training camp and in the media day and all this stuff that we've heard from the Clippers. He has been speaking with a very serious tone. He's been doing a lot of media stuff this summer. Of course, he was part of the USA coaching staff. But he seems like he has a point to prove because, let's be honest, 2021 and 2022 were great years for Ty Lue. Last season, he was really questioned. And it wasn't a great year for him. He probably feels like he needs to redeem himself to a degree as well, and he wants to get the players as motivated as possible. And, man, I loved our activity on defense on Sunday. All over the place, active hands. When centers had the ball behind the three-point line, Zubats and Plumlee were all over it. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were active, especially Paul George. And, of course, we're going to switch a lot, especially with Terrence, Paul, and Kawhi, but that's what I want anyway. And I love the activity. And when you see good Clipper defense, that plays into what we want to do more this season with Russell Westbrook healthy, and that is run. Tonight you saw it more in the form of Bones Highland, who I thought had his fingerprints all over the game tonight. And mind you, in the second half, we did not have Kawhi, Paul George, Zubats, Terrence Mann, Robert Covington, and Mason Plumlee. They all only played the first half. So in this first segment, I'm really going to be only talking about the first half. The Clippers lost 101-96 because Chris Dunn transformed into Providence Chris Dunn in that fourth quarter and went absolutely bananas. He had, I want to see in the game, he had 15 points and 5 assists on 7-for-7 shooting in 16 minutes. So he just was unbelievable. And then Omer Yurtseven played really well in the fourth quarter too with 4 points and 6 rebounds. It was a plus 10 in his 16 minutes, but that's not really a relevant thing to what we can actually take from this game. What we can take, though, more than anything, is how great Kawhi Leonard and Paul George looked from a health perspective. They looked like in midseason shape. Kawhi Leonard especially looked like he had slimmed down a bit. Shot making was as good as ever. Paul George had eight straight points, and those were his only eight points of the game. But, man, it was just, he was dancing with the ball. You know, and they were all straight, clean swishes. There was one step back he had from like 17 feet away. Absolutely beautiful. It still is surreal having Paul George on the Clippers. When he's, go- when he's going, he's playing at his best or just in his bag, I should say. He is just unbelievable to watch. A guy at his size, at that skill level, and it's so smooth. It's just so fun to watch. But you add Russell Westbrook to this team, man, we got a good team. We have a good team. If it's a Zubat, I will say... He was, the stats might not reflect it, but they kind of do, I guess. Only four points and three boards, one block on two for three shooting in 15 minutes. I had no problems with him defensively. Thought he had some good moments at the rim defending. But his hands, 
I mean, he really needs to be better about that this season. Catching the ball. A couple of passes, he just kind of bobbled. And he needs to be aggressive. Strong hands catching the ball and go up strong. But the first step is catching the ball. I don't know what, how else to say it. He needs to have better hands. But overall, defensively, he still showed some good things. And I'm not going to go crazy over a preseason game where he plays only 15 minutes. But the bench guys, uh, you didn't really get to see Robert Covington. He played five minutes, shot one time, was very quiet. Nothing to judge off of. Terrence Mann, also on the quieter side, which will get all the people that want him traded for Harden to be even louder. But again, did we win the minutes that Terrence Mann was in? Yes, we did. Plus three. His defense, of course, very good. Can stay in front of the ball. Two points for him. Adds to our pace. Adds to our athleticism. One assist. That was the Bones Highland on a break. Only shot one time. It was a little fall away, short mid-range, and he hit it. So he was one for one in 18 minutes of play. And I just think mainly having Terrence Mann out there is going to increase our ability to create turnovers like we did, play good defense and stay in front of the ball, and let us get out and run. And when Westbrook and Terrence Mann are out there, you're going to have a lot of athleticism, a lot of bounce, and speed that can get out on the break and finish. But I thought Bones Highland was absolutely amazing. And I'm going to be talking about him even more coming up. Clipper basketball is really back, baby. I got to tell you a little something about game time. Game time is the best place to get great deals last minute on tickets. I remember there was a time where it was actually game five of the 2006 first round series that we played against the Denver Nuggets. And my mom came home from work about an hour before game time. And we had about an hour plus drive to Staples Center. And she could only find 300 section tickets and I was being a spoiled little brat and didn't want to go. But if she had game time, she could have found an even better deal. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees and it just takes two taps to do it. Just download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A, so that's two ends back-to-back, for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, so the man that stood out to me today or on Sunday night was Busy Bones Highland. I've been talking a lot about the James Harden trade and the possibilities, and one of the things I've been talking about at length is that bringing in Harden would give you now Westbrook and Harden, which means that you're going to want to play them separately a lot. You're going to want to stagger their minutes. So besides them starting together, when one goes to the bench, the other will stay in and vice versa. That person will be controlling the game much more than Bones Highland. I don't want to take the ball away from Bones Highland so much. I don't want to make him just a spot-up shooter. I think that he has real on-ball value. He has such great juice off the bounce. He has that pep in his step in transition where he can get downhill. He can shoot from deep. He, When he embraces the mid-range game, which he seemed a little hesitant to shoot tonight at times, especially when guys are running him off the line, 
But he has the ability to shoot from, it seems like, everywhere on the floor, even feet beyond the three-point line. He just needs to be aggressive and take what the defense gives him in terms of shot selection because there were even times in this game on Sunday, twice in the first half, where Clipper players swung the ball to him on the perimeter and he passed up wide open threes and it ended up resulting in a worse possession. He's got to let it fly. Don't be too unselfish. And one thing I can't stand, this is just like a league-wide thing, but a lot of teams are going to be running dudes off the three-point line, right, in today's game. When you take two steps in, guys are just looking to kick it out for a three or a lob. And if they can't get to the rim, they're just like, I got to look to kick it out for a three. Take the pull-up mid-range. And one of the people that was actually doing that for the Clippers in this game was Kobe Brown. And he wasn't really hitting it much. He ended up three for five, and that's because he had five straight points towards the end of the game. That made it seem like the Clippers were going to come back for a sec. But guys were getting run off the line and just passing that up. I mean, Bones Highland being one of them, he needs to take those shots. But I just love the pace that he can bring and the ability to get downhill, and his passing is good. It really is. Decision-making is slightly different. You know, you got to get used to making those pick-and-roll reads consistently against NBA competition, and he's only going to get better doing that by doing it consistently in games, not once or twice a game or once or twice a shift while he's a spot-up shooter the rest of the way for Harden or Russ. I love what I saw from him in this game. He was playing with pace. He was getting to the basket, and his three ball wasn't even falling like that. And he had plenty of good looks. He was 0 for 6 from 3, 7 for 8 from 2. So that's, And a couple of them were really difficult fall-away turnarounds against Colin Sexton where he was posting him up. I didn't know he had that in his bag. Posting him up and turning around. I think he had one over either shoulder in each half. Beautiful contested shots. And the three ball will fall. The thing about Bones is I think he's streaky as a three-point shooter, which is why for the people that are saying Norman Powell is expendable because Bones is showing that he's improved, no, because Bones is still going to be streaky offensively. He's still going to have games where he won't be hitting. And Norman Powell is like a confirmed 15 points. Now, in this game, Norman Powell wasn't great. He was in preseason form. If you remember last season, Norm was a disaster in the beginning of the season and preseason. And when I say beginning of the season, I mean like the first five or six games. 0 for 7 in this one. Six points all coming from the line for Norm. And I think, again, he was forcing it a little bit. It seems like it's a, it's a routine with Norm. Last season, he comes out and says he wants to be an all-star in media day. Did the same thing again this year. Comes out just gunning. Now, I know Norman Powell, when he gets the ball normally, he is always looking to attack. That's his personality as a player. That's his game. And that is exactly why he should never start with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Because we don't need a guy taking away shots from them that thinks he's a 20-point-a-game scorer. Norman Powell is a 17, 18-point-a-game scorer at best coming off the bench because... You give him the ultimate green light. And that's what I think he is. And he will come good. Don't overreact to preseason, Clipper Nation. We saw the same thing with Norm last year. And within five or six games, he was fine. Bones, Highland, and Norm are both needed, in my opinion, to give that juice off the bench. But Bones, his transition game, early on with that behind-the-back pass to Kawhi Leonard for that left-handed dunk. The turnarounds, as I described, and my main takeaway from Bones was how hard he was working on the defensive end. We've talked at length about Bones, Highland, and his weaknesses, and one of them being defense. But it's funny how we say that, and the Nuggets fans were giving him this awful reputation on defense. But when we had to deal with Reggie Jackson all of last season, getting Bones Highland is an upgrade on that end. He has long arms, 
And you saw that tonight. There was even a time where he, I forget who it was against. He got over a screen and blocked from behind like he was Patrick Beverly, or should I say Russell Westbrook in the playoffs last year. I'm pretty sure he got two blocks in the game. Yeah, he did. He's got those long arms that I've talked about all summer in the passing lanes, which make me think he's got potential as a defender. Guys tried to go at him, and let me just say, THT, Taylor Horton Tucker, got away with a couple of push-offs against Bones. But they said Bones put on 10 pounds of muscle. You saw him hold his own a little bit more when guys tried to go at his chest. And he created a couple of misses. He actually stopped guys today and did a decent job getting over screens. I was so encouraged. And there was even times where he was sprinting to close out. Just the effort that he was putting on in a preseason game is hungry. And I'm just so excited to have this guy from the beginning of the season. And that's why I'm also very adamant that we shouldn't trade for Harden. I want to see this guy develop. I really do. And I think he's going to have moments where he gets the crowd at Staples Center this season or Crypto.com Arena absolutely buzzing, absolutely jumping. He's got that Jamal Crawford-like herky-jerky excitement, shiftiness to his game, but he has this like cracked-out energy about him. Like, And he makes all these crazy faces. He's got the hair. Like... He's just a personality that seems like he's fun to be around and fun to watch. And I am excited to see him develop. And I thought tonight, or Sunday night, he was absolutely fantastic. 18 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks, 2 turnovers for Bones. On 7 for 14 shooting, 4 for 4 from the line. As I mentioned, 0 for 6 from 3. Shot 50% from the field, 7 for 14 in 24 minutes. I am so excited for him to be our backup. Now, as for Norman Powell, who I already said 0 for 7, I wouldn't worry too much. Kenyon Martin Jr., new clipper. His field goal percentage, 33% in this one, 3 for 9, is not going to look very good. But don't be um, too worried about that. There was one possession where he missed like three shots around the rim, like on putbacks and like half-ass shots because Walker Kessler was sitting around the rim. But they were like shots where... It was more like one shot attempt or like one and a half and it went down as three because he's just tipping it up, whatever. But don't take that too seriously. I liked what I saw from KJ Martin. You know, he's still getting used to the team, but he clearly showed the ability to handle the ball a bit. Had this one really nice behind the back move and probably his best play of the game, a backdoor cut where he was found by Kobe Brown on a bounce pass and threw it down with two hands. KJ Martin also hit a three as well. Seven points, eight rebounds. So eight rebounds in his 17 minutes. You love to see that. On 3-for-9 shooting, his only 3-point attempt he made in 17 minutes, so we'll take that. As I said, Robert Covington, not much to report, only played 5 minutes. How about some Mason Plumley? And one thing I think you're going to see a lot of this season, actually I can guarantee it, is mid-post Mason. And that is Mason catching the ball at the nail or the foul line or the elbow, whatever you want to call it, and dudes cutting off of him. Players being more willing to cut, more aggressive to cut, and more encouraged to cut by the coaching staff because Mason has passing chops for a big man. He's got those nice bounce passes back door, and there was one time where Bones Highland went back door and Mason found him. There was another time where Rocco went back door and Mason found him. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was Rocco's only shot attempt, but... I really liked what I saw from Mason. And again, having a backup center from the start of the season is going to be an absolutely massive advantage that we didn't have last season. He only played nine minutes, two points, one board, one assist, one steal on one for two shooting for Mace. And coming up, going to talk more about Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and then the rest of the guys that suited up. Going to be talking about 2-1-3 coming up.
I gotta tell you a little something about the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And why do you need the Jace case? Because you never know if you could be caught with an unexpected earthquake or traveling and somebody could get sick. Sick. And with those five life-saving antibiotics, Jace case could just save your life. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and sometimes jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. And I've got the Jace case right here. And it's got all kinds of antibiotics. I really don't even know what they do yet, but I'll tell you what, they can really help you in a sticky situation. I got Cyprophylaxin HLC right here. I don't even know what that means, but I'll tell you what, the Jace case is big time. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Jace case. Get it tomorrow or today. All right, time to talk a little bit more about the boys in red, white, and blue that fell to the Utah Jazz in the first preseason game of this NBA campaign, 101 to 96. The Clippers were up 52 43 at the half, were outscored in the third quarter, 26 to 16, with tip the scales just a bit in the game but let's talk about some of the other characters that played tonight one of them being Musa Diabate who played 17 minutes had eight points and eight boards and the thing about Musa is he's such a great offensive rebounder five offensive rebounds of the eight but he's still very undersized for a center and he did put on some muscle but he's still a little thin down there and I notice a real hesitation from him to go up around the rim when he gets the ball down there. There was one play or one shot he had where he had a nice little pump fake and went up, but there were times where he was right under the basket and he took a second to either hesitate or pump fake and then the defender recovered. I don't know if it's because he's afraid he's going to get blocked or if he's afraid he's going to miss because his touch around the basket has proven to not be so great, but he's got to be a little more aggressive. When he gets the ball, go up strong. If you get blocked, no big deal. But he's got the athleticism. The thing is, he's not strong relative to other centers, and he can't shoot the ball to be a power forward right now. Even back in the day, power forwards, a lot of them, they had the mid-range game at least. And Musa is a fantastic rebounder and an energy guy, but he can't get in the rotation right now without either showing he can be bigger, stronger defensively, going up stronger offensively, and the main thing, if he can... The way he can ensure his playing time is to get at least a mid-range jumper. But I liked what I saw in terms of energy. He's a G, he's going to be on a two-way contract. I want him to develop. Musa's more of a going into the Intuit Dome piece. We saw some Amir Coffee as well, the brewmaster. And I'm happy he finally made a three towards the end of the game. Decent defensive activity, but offensively, you really want to see him pick up some confidence like he had in 2022 because it seems like he's just missing all his open threes dating back to last season. Five points, four boards for the Brewmaster, one for seven from the field and one for five from three. I will say in the lineup in, he, in which he played, it asked for him to create, and Amir Coffey's not a creator. He is a guy that's great playing next to better players that can create opportunities for him. He's not a creator, so... 
I wouldn't take that ser- too seriously. One for seven in a preseason game. Xavier Moon, uh, one of my favorite players to watch in the summer league for the Clips. He started out a little cold, a little shaky. Uh, I thought for a second, man, maybe Xavier Moon's just playing against preseason comp, NBA comp, and he's going to slow down. But in classic Xavier Moon fashion, like we saw in the summer league, he got hot towards the end of the game and started getting going. Had some really nice passes, including a one-handed rifle pass. Do I think it was Kobe Brown, but I'm not 100%. It may have been Bryson Williams, who came in for six points of his, five points of his own, but he was a minus 13. Our defense wasn't very good when he was out there playing as our small ball five, but who was I just talking about? Xavier Moon, nine points, three rebounds, four assists for him in 23 minutes. He was four for 11 and one for two from three. It was a three-pointer right in front of the clip of the Clippers bench that kind of ignited little Xavier Moon run. And then as far as the rookies, Jordan Miller and Kobe Brown, I liked some things from Kobe Brown. He played 23 minutes, all of them in the second half. He had seven points, and as I said, five of those were later in the game. Uh, Defensively, struggled just a bit. Just a bit, got blown by a couple of times, especially by this guy. Who was it? Samanich and, or Samanich, I don't know how to say his name. I, I apologize. But... He still had some good moments offensively. I liked his pass to Kobe Brown uh, to Kenyon Martin. Uh, you saw a little bit of those passing chops in the summer league with Kobe Brown, and he doesn't seem too hesitant. You know, as I said, guys are gonna run guy, run players off the line. Got to be willing to take that mid range shot, pull up, and Kobe Brown seems comfortable taking it. He had seven points on three for five shooting and one for two from three in 23 minutes. Again, as much as I liked what I saw, it's still not enough to say, like some fans are saying, put him in the rotation. I don't think it's enough. Jordan Miller actually gave me some of his best minutes. Remember our second round pick out of Miami. Some of his, some of our best, some of the best minutes I've seen him play dating back to the summer league. He, he really has defensive potential. Long arms in the passing lanes. Got two steals. Good on ball defense as well. Just offensively, he doesn't look like he has anything. Four points, two rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. So the two steals and a block in just 13 minutes of play, two for four from the field, one for, uh, 0 for one from three. But defensively, see some potential in Jordan Miller. Let's talk about, though, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, mainly Kawhi Leonard. So Kawhi was just awesome. And I think people are severely underestimating the fact that if Kawhi Leonard is in midseason form in terms of the way his body feels, and that's kind of what it looked like in this game. He was hitting his mid-range. He hit a three, although he was one for three from deep, but he hit his turnarounds. He was moving well on defense, even hustling a bit on defense as well. Secondary rim protection at the rim when he was playing that four spot, getting higher off the ground already at the rim than Marcus Morris did all of last season. He looks fantastic. He does not look like he needs time to get his legs back like he did last season at this time. And let me just tell you, as I said, Kawhi Leonard missed 19 of the first 24 games last season. If he is fully healthy, I've been saying he's going to be on a minutes restriction to start the season. I don't think that's going to be the case. The way he was playing tonight, the way the the coaching staff and Ty Lue is talking about no load management, we're going to try to play as much as we can. Kawhi is saying I'm not on that anymore like I was in Toronto. If he starts out, plays 30-plus minutes on opening night, there is a strong chance that we get off to a great start this season. Kawhi Leonard proves that he can be healthy at least to start the season and show everyone, look, Clippers are going to be – not. you're not just going to – you can't just say that Kawhi and Paul 
Paul and George are going to be hurt until they actually are hurt. They, you still got to play them. They are healthy right now. And Kawhi Leonard looked amazing. I am so encouraged. It's just a matter of, God, just appreciate that he's on the court because you just don't know when it's going to be load management or if he gets injured again. And I don't want to even put that in the air, but there's, there's no such – I don't believe in that garbage, to be honest. I can say that, thank God, Kawhi is healthy and he can get injured, and I can say – Nothing about it and he could still get injured. You know what I'm saying? I have no control over it. I don't believe in that jinxing stuff. There are millions of people around the world talking about Kawhi Leonard and his health this season. So I'm just thankful that he was suited up on Sunday night and he looks like he's in mid-season shape. And people around the league especially, and I think sometimes even Clipper fans, especially the ones that want Harden, are underestimating that if we have Kawhi and Paul George with no minutes restriction to start the year, like fully healthy like we were in 2021, we could get out to a really decent start this season. And Kawhi Leonard in this one, 11 points, just two rebounds, one assist, two steals. He was plus seven on four for eight shooting, so 50%. Got to the line twice and made them both. Paul George, eight points, five boards, two assists, two steals. Thought he was really active on defense. Had this one really nice steal from behind on John Collins, poking the ball away to Bones Highland. Three for seven from the field, two for three from deep for Paul. Absolute splash. The player I would say besides Norman Powell that I want to see a little more from is Zubats. Just catching the ball, going up stronger, and us feeding the ball to him in the post more. Man, Bones Highland, standout. Kawhi looks fantastic. Paul George looks great. And again, Terrence starting, no senior. I know it may have been a groin injury, but this is the vision. I still believe we can use something at power forward, but I think we can be good enough this season to still get a top three seed if healthy with this team we have now, no changes. I really believe that. And people are going to say this rebounding battle on Sunday night. Look at the front line of the Jazz. There are not many teams that are going to play that big. Laurie Markin is like a straight seven-footer playing at the four, and he's a much improved defender as well. But the Clippers lose it 101-96. The important thing is Clipper basketball is back. Kawhi Leonard is healthy, and he looks like he's on demon time. And by the way, Kawhi Leonard's been very vocal for Kawhi's standards in terms of with the media, and he had that video about, and I got an Arnold Palmer. And, I mean, that was hilarious. Just, you know, hearing these little tidbits of, of personality from Kawhi because he's one of those low-key funny guys, and you can totally see it now. I mean, signing autographs after the game on Sunday night. I've been to a bunch of games, and Kawhi does not have the rep for signing autographs. Signing autographs in Hawaii on a Sunday night. Gotta love it. So maybe Kawhi feels some sort of way about this season too. And, I mean, 2014, he won the chip. 2019, he won the chip. If the pattern continues, what that mean? All right, I'm doing too much. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper content and L.A. sports and NBA content. And Locked On Clippers, free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including YouTube, where I want you to subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video. And let me know what you thought of the first preseason game for our Clippers. We're back, baby. And Steve Ballmer, we trust, Sonny. The age-old proverb continues, go Clippers.